turn it up. You're listening to the Marketing Millennials Podcast. I'm Emily Ferguson. And I'm Daniel Murray. Get ready, because we're taking you on a journey with today's marketing leaders and tomorrow's top stars. Let's go! No BS, just a fun, unfiltered industry conversation with the game changers behind some of the coolest companies from around the globe. The one request we tell our guests. Stories or didn't happen. A big welcome to our marketing fam. Prepare to turn them up. All right, you guys, we're back from brunch to talk to the incredible growth guru, Shanae Murray. She's amassed over 640,000 LinkedIn followers and is the founder of Growth Academy. Girl, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy I'm here. I know, you know, I've done a live before with Daniel. I know you guys are killing it. So I see him on Twitter sometimes, which I have no idea what I'm doing on Twitter. (laughs) Well, we're excited to talk to you today. I think just to kick this off, we're super curious. How in the world did you first get involved in marketing? Actually, out of school. So after college, I started working at Audi. And like, I think my official job title or whatever was like um, customer service representative, but it was essentially marketing. It was funny because like their online sales were terrible when I got there. And I just like started uh, texting people. So they like didn't have a process. They have a system where like the leads would come in and then it would automatically go to like the sales guys. And I guess my job, what I was being trained for, what they originally brought me, brought me in for was uh, to like see if I, I could get better leads for the sales guys because then they could easily sell them, right? Mm-hmm. So the only thing I really started to do was I started like texting them and like, instead of sending like robotic emails or like robotic texts, like they were just doing email templates. I was like, Hey, you know, Mary, what's up? And then they'd be like, you know, who's this? And I would be like, it's Shanae from Audi. And I would just like text them like a friend. Mm-hmm. And then when they got there, like I told the sales guys, like, don't make it seem like you're a car sales guy. And, and I would only, I wouldn't waste their time. So if it was a mom that knew she wanted a Q5, which is mm-hmm. like that SUV, and she already has an Audi or Mercedes, a lot of the salespeople would, they wouldn't know that. So they would like waste their time trying to line up all these cars, giving them more options, basically, than, than you know, and then they wouldn't make a choice. So I would just maybe have one option if they knew what they wanted. If they didn't, I would make the sales guy prepare too. And Mm. then, so basically in like within three months, the dealership went to top number one in the state for online sales. Just Yeah. Just because of like the little things that I was doing. So that really caught uh, people's attention but really it was just like psychology, which is what I, I didn't study marketing in school. I studied psychology because my mom's a psychologist and Mm. I was like, Oh, maybe I want to like open my own practice. Like I was into philosophy, psychology. I didn't know if I wanted to get a PhD in psychology, but I think that really helps me be successful in marketing because essentially all you're doing is finding out ways to, for me, uh, inbound is much more powerful. So Uh, bring people to you. You have to understand what motivates them, what drives them, what do they want and how can you fulfill that? Absolutely. I think it kind of ties to what really stuck out to me on your LinkedIn, especially is your kind of tagline or bio. When you want to grow your brand as much as you want to breathe, text me. Absolutely powerful. Like you get it. That is phenomenal. Yeah. 
And you know, people uh, that have podcasts, they get so mad at me because they're always like, hey, can you send me your bio? And like, I'll send like three sentences and they're like, no, something like more. And I'm like, well, you really want like Shane Murray graduated from like, nobody cares about that. You know what I mean? They like, some people are like, they get like testy, like they don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to, cause I don't know the answer to this and I've been following you for a while, but when did you start growing a community and what made you want to start? Which like growth Academy? No, just like your community on LinkedIn and oh. then, then Growth Academy. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually started two years ago, like almost to the day. It was around Thanksgiving of 2018 that I started posting content on LinkedIn. I posted um, my first video and it did well. And then I posted my second one. It did well. I mean, you guys know if you see something that's working, you just double down on it. So naturally, that's what I did because like within two weeks, so it was like November of 2018 around, I'd say maybe like the 20th or something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like the 15th. And it was before Thanksgiving. So then it was Thanksgiving. And then my daughter's birthday is on December 8th. So by my daughter's birthday, I had already just from my first few posts, got a retainer client for the retainer was over $4,000 a month which was like huge for me at the time. Right. Uh And that was just from the content that I had been posting for not even one month. That's insane. And what sparked this? Like what was the initial spark to like wanting to post? So there's somebody on LinkedIn, Sam Lister. So Sam Lister like did a video and was like, Hey, every like, Hey guys, like it was like a challenge, like just post your, your first video and blah, blah, blah. And then I I wanted more results in my business. Like I was just like outbound messaging people. I was getting some freelance copywriting clients and blah, blah, blah. But I just knew if I wanted to take it to the next level, like more people had to know me, they had to see me. And so I like, I just did it. And the first video did great, but I thought it was just like coincidental support. But by like the fifth video, they, they kept doing well. And I was like, okay. So I started asking people, I was like, hey, because the quality was terrible. I didn't even have an iPhone. I had like a ghetto Android phone. (laughs) The sound was terrible. Most of them were shaky. So I was like, why are you watching this video? Uh, What did you like about the video? Like, I wanted to know why so that I could like duplicate that, you know? And people were like, oh, it's just what you're saying. Like, it's your message, you know? So I was like, okay, let me continue to do it. (laughs) And I did. And what tips would you give someone that's starting today? Like, say I came to you and said, hey, I want to start building my community. What would be like five tips you would give me to get started? I would say that you need to post a video every day for at least 90 days. That's like mm-hmm. the first tip. Like, and so I haven't, like, I haven't from, posted a video ever. This is yeah, from, mine. The, from the bat, from the get go, like most people are already out. Probably 90% of people that I talk to, they're like, oh, that's too much for me. Well, I mean, that's what it takes, you know? And what I've seen is video does extremely well to generate business. So I get a ton of views with text. I get a ton of views with whatever, you know, the text posts do really well on LinkedIn with images even. But my videos have generated probably 90% of my profits just because there's nothing to compare them to when when it comes to building trust. And when somebody, it's a different type of view, right? 
So when you look at it, when somebody views your video, you have to look at it like they really took their time to like pay you in attention. And I always say like, before getting paid in money, you get paid in attention. So they're giving you their attention. Let's say even if it takes two to three months, I always say that two to three months, they're eventually going to feel like they like you more. They trust you more than somebody that's just posting text content. I don't understand mm-hmm. like their imperfections. I don't understand like how they move. I, I, the trust is just not there. Even though they get less quote unquote views, the quality of the views is better. And like all of our inbound leads, probably over 90% of the profits I've made in the last two years are because of the trust that somebody's felt because they see my videos not just once, not just twice, not just once a week, but like consistently. And that's something that people underestimate when these like high profit CEOs, entrepreneurs, when they see that you're consistent and you show up every day, that's a huge character trait for them that a lot of people don't have. So that automatically differentiates you. Like they know what it takes. They've had to do the sacrifice. Even if they haven't created content, they know what consistency is and the type of discipline that it requires. And they know that 90% of the people, 99% of the people don't have that. So if you do, even if you're just a noob, that shows that you have a certain level of discipline. Mm. And what advice, so you say post a video every 90 days, what advice do you give someone for those videos? Like what should they say in the videos? Like how long should the video be? Like what is Mm -hmm. like the tip for like what, content should even go in these videos? Yeah. So that's a great question. So the first, uh, like for somebody like you guys that are already posting content, I would say audit your last 90 days on LinkedIn and see like the top 30 posts that you have. I mean, like the numbers don't lie. So which post did the best, then take that exact topic and then make a video. So if it's like, Hey, this is the top 10 marketing podcast to listen to, then do that in a video. You just have to read it. I mean, it's going to perform the same. People like that. I mean, your audience is telling you, hey, we like this topic. We like this, but they would like it more. They would trust you more and be more willing to pay you guys if it were in video. Like Mm -hmm. I'll guarantee you, do the experiment, start December 1st or January 1st, and you'll be like, damn, you were right. I love it. Um, You're going to see Daniel Murray posting a video because of... (laughs) I was say nah. I like this Shanae challenge. This is like no, post a video. Real, I mean, that's the first thing in Growth Academy. It's like, you guys, like, this is what it is. If you don't do it, it's on you. You guys have the course material, whatever. But we have people that are killing it. because I mean, one person just got LinkedIn top voice. Another person, I mean, there's people that have secured, like, jobs if they needed it. There, there are people that have made over thirty dollars to $50,000 just in the last two months from inbound leads. But those are the people that are listening to what I'm saying. They're doing the videos. They're doing the work. And I know it requires work. People are like, oh, we don't have that much time. Well, I mean, how bad do you want it? It does require time. It does require energy. But like the the path of least resistance, like if you're already creating content, then why would you make more work for yourself? Just look at the data, what's performing the best. Even look at your podcast. So go to like the most listened to ones and maybe even... um like clip a topic from like my most listened to podcast or whatever is like how to kill your excuses, the excuses you tell yourself. So like that just shows that people have excuses. And if I were to do a video about that, it'd probably perform well. Another tip, let's say if you're not posting content is to like go to other people on LinkedIn. Like let's say they could go to your profile. 
They could go to my profile and see which posts are performing the best and then ride on that topic. It's literally like right in front of their faces. And then once you do start posting content, then you'll never run out of ideas because all you have to do is look in the comments. So look in the comments for more people are going to share their, their perspective or even ask you questions that you could convert into your next video and look at the shares, especially the people that take their time to write something with the shares. So they may write their own story or whatever, and that sparks another video idea. And then you just kind of write it down. Or for me, I take a bunch of screenshots. I probably have like 30,000 screenshots on my phone. And then I'll just go back and, uh, and do that so that you never run out of topics. Yeah, it's like content mining from other content, whether it's comments or even the share thing is really smart, yeah. Like, I'm like really into feedback. Like, I don't like to create work for myself. Like, let me design, like, what what do people want? Another thing, like, let's say you don't want to look at LinkedIn or just like that feedback. You could go to something like Uber Suggest or BuzzSumo. Let's say like marketing, see what pro what articles have done the best like in the last year how many what article was shared the most on facebook let's say it's like the top 10 free tools for marketers then do a video on them there's ideas everywhere so i would be using one of those tools if i were you guys too because then you could you could if somebody did a post and it got like a million shares on facebook or 200,000 shares on twitter and it's like the top 10 tools for marketers that are free then you could do one like the top 20. So you could potentially, you know, outrank them um, or do a video series because that's something that people are obviously interested in. And you could do one every day and cover it for like a minute or two or whatever. So strong. I love that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that like, answered your question. No, it's <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think also it's like, don't reinvent the wheel, just innovate on the wheel. Exactly. People make it so hard for themselves. Like, they're like, oh my God, like, it's so stressful thinking of content. And I mean, for people in Growth Academy, I really just try to make it as easy for them as possible because it is time consuming. You know, you have to set time aside for creation. That may necessitate you sacrificing time for consumption. In the beginning, you know, when I started, you know, getting into social and building my community on LinkedIn. Like I had a sacrifice. I couldn't watch Netflix anymore because I had to use those two hours to create. That was an investment in myself and in my future. So people just, their actions really like reveal their priorities. So it's never about like, oh, I don't have time. It's just that they don't have time for that because it's not a priority for them. Hmm. And they'll regret it in the future because Naval, do you guys know who Naval is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So his, I wish he had more content. Like I, he only like has like little clips and snippets. He's explained in like a recent podcast that, you know, the space between people that build their brand and like leverage online content and the, and the space between people who don't are just going to continue to grow. Like that, that gap is going to continue to grow. It's going to get harder for people that don't start now or relatively soon and take it very seriously to then leverage that content and kind of rise to the top in any way, right? Like time is of the essence. Yeah, my friend Joel Hansen said the other day to me that the digital content creations like real estate was 10 years ago, right? So he was Uh saying that getting into real estate was relatively cheaper and there was a lot of supply. Uh-huh. But now look how look at how scarce and expensive yeah. it is. Exactly. It's going to be the same as content, where you get into um, content and 
if you're not getting into it now, the space is going to be crowded and the people who have already started creating a personal brand have taken up most of the real estate that you right. that you're trying to get into. Right. I mean, that's what it is. Kind of like real estate in people's heads or like attention real estate. And and the person that gets the most attention because you can't really qualitate everything, right? You don't know who's going to happen chance upon your video. Even with paid ads, you could kind of like, you could tailor them. Yes. But especially with organic content, somebody could take the link and like share it with a friend. Like I've had people screenshot my posts and then put them on other social channels and they'll like get like three some girl got like nine thousand uh likes on a twitter post that was a screenshot of my post it was like crazy so like you don't know who's gonna see that and then message you and be like oh that's so cool like you know or then message you for your service or your product or just want to find out more so that's that's basically what he was saying like the power of leveraging content something that you create once but that can continue to like build trust a demand attention and then pay you in, I guess, time, attention and money over and over again. I want to go into one as question and go back to like the why of starting like building a community. Cause I think like we've kind of said it a little bit, like it's going to go, it's going to get scarce. It's going to be harder to do it, but like, what are the reasons to start doing it? So everything that you would ever want in life, especially now, right, with like lockdowns and like everything being more online, whether that's more opportunities like like this, like podcasts, whether that's more strategic partnerships, uh, speaking gigs, money, business opportunities, getting a better job, whatever, a better, better quality friendships, whatever. It's on the other side of people knowing you exist, number one, which your content will make possible. And it's on the side of demanding their their attention, them learning about you, uh, what you do, why you do it, and kind of like going on a journey with you and discovering who you are. Because at the end of the day, we only have 24 hours. So like who we choose to give our time to, the videos we watch, the podcasts we listen to, there's only a certain amount of people that we could give that time to. And obviously, um, the ones that we connect with are the ones that we give our time to. So why? Because it opens up a limitless world of possibilities. So before I started growing a community online, I would always be like the hunter. You know, I would always be like having to uh, take the path of like the hardest resistance to get a client, to explain myself, blah, blah, blah. By the time when you leverage content, by the time somebody gets on the phone with you, they already feel like they know you, which is already extremely powerful. They have a higher likability or trust to you. So the conversion rate is obviously going to be higher, but so not just conversion rate, the retention rate, them retaining your products or services, not just that recommending you a public recommendation or then telling their friends or colleagues, you know, then that's how that whole like web continues to grow because they see you more and the people that they see more are top of mind. So to whoever's listening, if you want more opportunities in your life, like this is the way to get it, especially we're not sure if in-person marketing events are ever going to be the way that they were. Not because I'm not, I'm not saying there's ever going to be a seas of lockdowns, but 
I don't know if people will be more, as willing to travel for business anymore because they're saying that they could just do it at home or not have to leave their family that much. So how are you going to reach people if you're not able to do so where they're going to be, which is online? Yeah, I think that is crucial. I think like even for me, and I know you've pushed me to do some side hustles too, but um, on our talks, but I think like I've gotten limited opportunities from like just posting and working in a job. Like I think there's like people who start companies and there's people who are working in jobs. I'm on the other side of the spectrum where like I got podcasts, people reaching out for me to podcasts. I never was. I've made lists. I, I get my, po- exactly. I have random people reaching out to me that I would never have talked to. Like me and you wouldn't be talking right now if I didn't right. build a personal brand. So even people at companies right now, like if you're listening, like, and me and Shanae say this all the time, like your personal brand is the new resume. Like you're going to start, you're going to have to put it out there and put yourself out there because it's going to be the way people like you want people to come to you. You don't want to be the one, like she said, hunted. And that is jobs too. It's, yeah. it's clients. It's all that. Or stuff. if you get fired, I mean, if you have a big network that, you know, you have that trust with and that you've shown up for and they kind of know who you are, like, Who's going to find their next career faster? The person with the network over the person that doesn't have a network. So uh, it's just priceless. Uh, you really just can't put a price on it because it never ends, right? So one person can tell another person. They could refer you. They could share your, your content, which is huge. And uh, you just have to be, people have to start realizing this or especially going into 2021, like, I know people that, you know, they, I like, I, I don't even know what they're thinking right now. Like they're, they're still like in brick and mortar, which is great for some businesses, but uh, you have to be online. I feel if you want like un, unlimited opportunities, it's just where people are. And I think it's interesting to watch you guys who are kind of at this experience level where you know, I I am not quite at your guys' level, but it's so exciting to see all that you guys are involved in. You've worked for these opportunities, but they are coming to you because you're taking that time, not only to create it, but also to kind of continue to nurture it. It's yeah. it's a continuation, but it's also it's what you're looking for. And I think from someone like me, I'm constantly getting tips of, you know, I love being in front of the camera and I don't know why I'm not posting videos. Like I can't go back to your first comment. Like it's blowing my mind. It takes one one minute. I love kind of sharing my thoughts and opinions because it's unique to me. And what happens if that gets me out of a dead end job that I'm not enjoying where I actually can Mm -hmm. start to enjoy things and can have more time to interact with people. I think it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful nudge that, that you guys have already clearly gotten onto and it's only going to continue to pay dividends, especially as digital just expands more and more. You've created that. mm, initial journey for people to know who you are. I know who you are without even having the chance to talk to you t- until today. And I think that speaks to the content that you've created. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard, you know, and, and I don't think that people understand, like for my first almost year of posting on LinkedIn, like I only got to 35,000 followers. And then shortly after that, probably three months after that, I had a tipping point where I, a few of my posts went viral and you know, that's also a difference between me and a lot of people with the difference in our growth that's been, I've just been extremely consistent. So you see 
you know, somebody did like a, a data analysis and growth Academy and they're like, okay, like the, even like consistent people, they may be posting like 30 or 60 times a month. Like I'm posting like two to 300. So it's just like more practice. You know what I mean? Like I have a higher chance of going viral if I'm doing it like four times as much. Right. And then uh, aside from the consistency, it's like riding momentum. When my post did go viral, I didn't slow down because I was going viral and I was like, yeah, I'm going to grow super fast. Like, no, like I like revved it up even more. I did the opposite. So then like that momentum just never, it never downplayed, like it never stopped. And that's really when I had my tipping point. But that was like a year content every day, you know, networking because there was still in-person networking showing up to podcasts with, I mean, I, ha- I have a toddler. So she was like one and a half, two at the time. And I I only got to like 35,000 followers. So people see like the number and they're like, Oh, how could I ever get there? Well, like you have to be consistent for a year. And most of the people are already out, you know? So it, it takes work. I mean, I say what you say too. I think consistent means like, it's not one to two times a week. It's, it's right. every day. I say every day. People like some people say two times a week, times two people say three. But even my like tipping point, like the first three months of like, me posting or four months, like I had no growth at all. Like it was slow growth, getting consistently the same amount of likes on my post. And then I hit like this tipping point where like it started mm-hmm. exploding. And it was because I posted every single day and I haven't stopped posting every single day. Yeah. That's good. And don't stop. And now do video. Like you'll see the results with video and don't get like discouraged. People are like, Oh, I only got like a thousand views on my video. Like the quality of views are different. And like the fact that like you do that for 90 days, like the trust, it's no comparison. Mm. And the algorithm will also like it. Like the algorithm likes different type of content, images, videos, slideshows, like to switch it up. They don't want like the, you know, text posts all the time because they want people and live like you guys should be going live. You guys should be going live at least once a week because um, that's like the new like all this stuff I'm reading and, and experiencing, too, and seeing like the more people that do video. A lot of people, for some reason, even that do video, they don't like to go live. So like Neil Patel was talking about, like the brands that differentiate uh, in 2021 are going to be the ones that do live. Like, I mean, you know, he, he's the same consistency is like the apex for him. So every day, every three days, whatever, because ultimately what these uh, platforms want are you to keep more people on there. So there, if you could have 20 to 50 people on a live for 45 minutes, if you could capture their attention, the algorithm is going to favor you because you're keeping people on the platform and you're proving it. You're even getting the app notifications in your favor to tell people that you're live. Exactly. And there's, I mean, there's people that take it to another level that I, I got to ask them. They create like recurring events where people can register for the live and like all that stuff. I, I'm a little bit more uh, spontaneous. I just kind of go live. But like even me, I should be going live consistently every day because I've had people that tell me that they'll like put time aside and that they wish they knew a certain time, mm. you know, so and if I did that, I could keep more people on the platform even longer and get, you know, more like favored from the algorithm even more. So definitely apply for live if you haven't. Yeah. And I also think that 
just from platform point of view, like platforms love themselves. Like, and that's the key you're saying right now. They They want to keep you on the platform. Yeah. LinkedIn loves LinkedIn. Google loves Google. Like Facebook loves Facebook. Instagram loves Instagram. So if you're doing things that are in platform and their features, they're going to love you for doing that. Exactly. And they're going to, I mean, the algorithm is going to prove it to you, you know, they're going to be like, wow, this profile kept, you know, went because they see like heavy data. So this profile goes live five times a week and is able to capture however many minutes of people's time. And that's time on our platform. And, and, and that's what people, um, I think they fail to understand is that, what are LinkedIn's motivations? You know, like they are, they want people to create content. That's why, like some people are like, Oh, why do you do job posts? It's like, okay, like millions of people and inspirational posts, millions of people are in a hard time in their life. So they're going to want inspiration. They're going to want those job tips and LinkedIn's going to favor it. Cause that's, that's who their audience is. And so many people message me like, Hey, I just log on to LinkedIn to see your content. So you know, I'm bringing people to the platform. Of course, they're going to, you know what I mean? That's what they want. Yeah. And I want to also go to a point that we haven't talked much about, but it's also about quality of content too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's like a mistake people want. I mean, you could be consistent and I see people that are consistent, but the quality and like the copywriting and like yeah, the, the content. Yeah, it's it's not that good, and that's why they're not exponentially seeing that lift. I think you have to have above average content to be successful on these platforms as well. Like, and that's something people miss as well. Like, oh, I'm being consistent. Why am I not growing? I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, look at your content. Like, actually, look what people want. Like, look at how people are formatting their content. Like, actually, practice your writing. I was gonna say, would good content or I guess would bad content kind of lead to good content if you're really securing that feedback? Yeah. Like, but yeah, so that's a great point. So I was going to say like what Daniel is saying requires a certain level of like self-awareness, right? So Mm. it may seem natural for us to, okay, like it's common sense, go to like the top people in the platform, see how they're formatting their posts, like see the type of content they're putting out and then like do your own style, but like learn from that. But a lot of people don't have that innate common sense. So for the people that are just complete noobs at content, even if you post for a week or 30 days straight, there's going to be at least like a couple outliers. So let's say you have 25 posts that get zero likes and you have five posts that got 10 likes or one post that got 20 likes. People's real weakness is that they don't pay attention to what Emily's saying, the feedback. So the fact that one post got 20 likes and the rest of your post got one like is not a coincidence. That means that your network is more interested in that topic and people's failure is to not double down on that topic and not double down on their highest performing stuff. They just keep kind of like they're not paying attention and that's because they're self-absorbed and they're not really doing it for the best interest of their, their audience, which if they were, they would be obsessed with the feedback Mm. and the numbers. Yeah. And Matthew Kovac, someone we had on our podcast said that you can, you have to create for your audience, not yourself. So, so what you're, what you're saying is right. Like, I think like Emily, you're saying it correctly too. It's like the feedback loop Mm -hmm. of what learning, what your, the fall, your followers saying, but also 
I mean, I get inspiration from looking at Shanae's post and see like, okay, what does her followers like? I get inspiration mm-hmm. from like other marketers. What are they like? I look, I scan her comments and say like, what are people like saying to exactly. about her content that they actually like about it? So I actually have like a detailed way to like, yeah, you pay attention. That's why mm-hmm. you're growing. Cause then you'll, mm-hmm. you'll take, you know, that, that spin on it, but like from your own perspective or your own experience and, but unfortunately for a lot of people, that's like not innate understanding. So, you know, like in Growth Academy, that's like the first step, you know, like post for 30 days, let's see the outliers. And then, you know, your audience will kind of guide you along the way. And that's one of the huge differentiators between me and a lot of content creators that started around the same time as me posting posting on LinkedIn was just number one, my consistency, and number two, my obsession with doubling down on what was working. Like I wasn't creating content for my ego or like the content that I demanded that I create, whatever direction my audience like needed. Like right now it's inspiration. People are going through a very hard time in their life. I doubled down on that because I mean, it's what they want. Where did you draw the line ever at your actual current audience and then maybe like an aspirational audience? Like, do you still always create content for your current audience or do you ever test something for maybe new, a new audience to kind of come in in some way? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I test all the time, like whether like people don't sometimes realize that I'm testing and they just think it's a regular post or whatever. I'll test videos. I'll test, okay, like let's say we want to attract more entrepreneurs to Growth Academy. I'll test some of that copywriting, some of those videos. I'll test different stuff and then see how it does. Or what I'll do, even if it doesn't perform as well, but it does perform well in terms of inbound lead generation, then I like balances. So maybe the majority of my audience are job seekers, but there's that 30% that you know, are the 10% that I really want to attract. So I'll do like an 80, 20 or 80, 30 split and uh, see, but like, I'm like obsessed with testing too. So if I were to give people like the three tips, it'd be consistency. It would be being obsessed with like the feedback and like the data. It doesn't lie. If, if you have like five posts around the same topic that are outliers, that means that's what your audience wants. So double down on whatever's working And like, don't be afraid to remove and evolve. Like for me, it's been a journey. Like I didn't get, I didn't start saying like, oh, I'm a content creator. And like, this is my style. My style has adapted for my audience. And then the third thing would be like, never stop testing, like ever. And then always go again, double down on the test that works, even if it's not the test you like. So that's what I would say. And I also think a good point you brought up is like, you have a purpose with like what you're trying to do with your posts. Like you said it, like I'm going to try get more entrepreneurs to grow at the Academy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your posts have nothing to do with is just providing right. value. Like what you said, like inspirational, but some are in the tent of like, I'm going to try my purpose mm-hmm. is growing my growth Academy and bringing more right. involved leads. But I have to right. do that with adding value as well. So mm-hmm. I think like people need to have a purpose when they come on the platform. They can't hundred percent just, just be like, I'm going to post and I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just posting. Like there has to be an end end goal that you have in mind. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and that end goal could change, right? So maybe it's finding a job at first and they get a job and then they could continue to build their personal brand and get on podcasts and stuff like that. But they just have to, 
it's almost like this past two years, I haven't, I've never had a content calendar, you know, like I'm, I'm going to start vlogging, which is pretty cool. Like doing more long, long-term stuff on, on YouTube and stuff. It's more for me, it's been more like documenting, you know, like something like Gary Vee mm-hmm. talked about than like creating, like I really like, I'll think of a topic and then I'll just kind of talk about it. And I've actually like, I wish I had vlogged and documented more because I would have so much more content I'd have stuff to look back on, like, look at these lessons I've learned and stuff. That's what I'm going to start doing now because it is an experience, like just every single thing that you learn, you know, but the thing is that people have to have the self-awareness to learn it. And like Daniel saying, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't have an intention, then you're not going to, you're not going to measure any type of numbers. And if you don't measure it, you don't know where you could improve. And if you don't know where you can improve, then you're like completely lost. And then people lose that, um, lose that first initial fire that they had to even start creating uh, even before 90 days. And, and then they give up and they give up too soon. And I think one point you also made is really key is like, you can repurpose stuff a lot and take things that you've seen that worked and actually like just reformat it or add on to it or, like take something that you had three tips and make it 10 tips. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's underrated as well. And I know, and from an ego point of view, the creator might think like someone's going to remember what they posted two weeks ago or like my audience is going to remember. They're not. And it's, it's funny because like, I mean, go audit my post or go audit Shanae's post we probably have posted the same thing like 10, 20 times. And and they, they probably don't even know. Yeah. Like they don't remember. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's just like repurposing is like a hack for creating more content. Cause it's like, yeah, you don't always have to have a new idea every single day or a new piece of content. Yeah, That would be exhausting. I mean, like, and like, it's not really, um, I mean, again, this comes with self-awareness, but just get online. Like, like what Daniel was saying, see like other creators get in the comments, people share what they want to learn too. So if, uh, you know, on one marketing post, they start asking about maybe like a software or the same pattern question that was lacking in that video, go do that. You know, that's obviously something that people are asking and interested in. And that that's truly the whole reason why I started Growth Academy, because people kept DMing me probably like 30 or 50 times a week. And it just got out of control when the coronavirus hit. Like, hey, do you have like a system? Do you have a program where I could also learn how to use LinkedIn? Until then, I had just been 100 percent managing other people's uh, stuff. So we would, you know, take companies or or entrepreneurs that really wanted to grow and we would just manage full campaign because they didn't have time. But I didn't have something like a do-it-yourself, you know, kind of thing. So I started doing the research because it got out of control. Like I was getting 30 to 50 DMs a week with the same question. And uh, I was like, okay, it's definitely time. It's definitely something people need. I started doing the research and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want it to just be like a course because when I looked at the data, people spend money on courses, but they don't finish them. And then they don't think that I think like probably 60% of people never finish the course they bought. They don't think it's valuable because obviously they don't have that accountability system in place. So I was like, okay, 
I'm going to include the accountability system. I'm going to include, I'm going to make it more than, than exceed expectations. There's 40 training videos. There's live weekly training because things change every single week. Right. And also from a marketing business standpoint, the more you have people engage with you and your community, the less likely they are to churn. So you want people to engage as much as possible and you want to give them the opportunity to do so. And so with the live training, the resources, the, you know, guest speakers, the accountability, then every, it was a go. So I, I came and then people loved it. And so now I'm learning how to grow a community like a different type of community. And it's just like a learning process, but that's really what led to this was just mm-hmm. me paying attention to patterns and paying attention, attention to what people wanted because the first two messages, I was like, uh, you know, whatever. But when it got like very clear, I was like, okay, like it's definitely time. What's your biggest takeaway from like, what is like something you learn from growing both communities? Like what is something like the biggest learning you've learned from both of that? The more people you help, the more money you make. I love 100%. it. I love it. I love it. That's so true. <laughs> value add, value add, value add. Uh, yeah, like the more people you help, the more the more money you make, the more opportunity is presented to you, 100%. And it just like you just can't expect it overnight. Like it's it's a grind and it's hard and people can't build a brand through like a cookie cutter system because ultimately there's just a few things we can't delegate. You can tell them exactly what to do and like, you know, yeah, they could delegate it if there's a campaign and you're doing all the work if they don't have those resources, right, then, and they want to do it themselves, you, you're not going to wake up with them in the morning. Like you could send them a ping, but they have to, you know, they have to take the video. It's just like working out. You can buy all of the tools, the, the gym membership, the protein, the, the personal trainer to help you, but you have to do the workout. And it's actually incredible because I didn't even realize the transformations that were going to come out of it. For me, it was just like for people to get more business, right? More opportunities. But like, there's so many other things that have come up. Like people have overcome like serious fears of video. So that's been like a huge thing is like, oh, I've never done video. And like now the people that like had these huge fears do video every day and are inspiring other people that are afraid to do video. So like you see the those confidence transformations and that's priceless in and of itself. So uh, it's been great. And what is something you've learned from like not to do when growing a community? Not to do when growing a community. Hmm. I would say like, okay, so the one thing not to do is like there, the more you grow, there's going to be haters. There's always going to be people with their opinion, blah, blah, blah. Just mute the noise. And, and like, don't let it bother you because it's inevitable. Mm. So don't engage with, with negativity at all. And if somebody has, like, for me, I just personally block people because I don't even reply. Yep. They're like, the number one thing I say is, like, when you're building a brand, you have to, like, stand for something. And if you stand for something, you're going to have raving fans, but you're also going to have some haters. Like, it's true. Exactly. And it's happened to me. Like, I, like they're – and. You know, I even hear from like other people that I just like network with or whatever that are like, you know, like, you know, some of these influencers really have something to say about you. And it's like, you know, ultimately, these people have never even had a conversation with me. 
let alone met me, and yet they have so much to say. So uh, I just find that kind of ironic, but it, it is what it is. And like, just for me, my brand is, I would never do that. So I, like, I would never get into it with somebody. And like, if somebody's going to take their time to do that, then they probably have a lot of time on their hands. So I just, I block them and move on. But in the beginning, like, you know, you also build that armor and that shell, right? The first time it happens, it's like, why is this like person that's never met me, never had a phone conversation with me, have this opinion? And like, that's, that's one of the main challenges is like when people get that first troll or hater, and that could discourage somebody that doesn't have that community or doesn't have somebody that's like, hey, you know, the more you grow, the more haters you're going to have. It's just natural. People don't like to see other people surpass them. It is what it is. It's jealousy um, at the end of the day. Like people people are going to get jealous of your success. Yeah, that's and, – and like I, for me, I've been fortunate that I have mentors that are like way ahead of me, especially on the financial standpoint that like warned me of that or like when it happened, they're just like, you know, they were there to tell me like, just, you know, it's like a bad side of human nature as you, as you grow. So Mm -hmm. uh, I had that, but some people don't, then they get discouraged and quit and like back down from their growth. When I did the opposite, I just, you know, I'd block whoever I need to block and then just keep going like full force. So besides you, who are like some people on LinkedIn doing building a community well? Like what are some who are some people that you can n- name right now that are doing it very well? Well, you guys are doing it. Thank like you. I see your <laughs> I see your your guys' awesome content. So like a few people, like obviously Chris Hummel, but like he you know, he's my mentor and, and my partner, so won't shout him out too much. But like Broadus Palmer. So Broadus Palmer, he started really going heavy on LinkedIn. He's actually one of our members got just got LinkedIn top voice 2020. But like, he's like, go like, but he's doing video every day. Go to his profile. That's like one of the main things he switched up almost like 60 days ago. So he's, he's killing it. Like his videos are awesome, but he's investing in them and he's putting the time aside to get the clips and he's building, he'll, he'll probably get to a hundred thousand followers in the next six months easily. If he continues being consistent, you know, another person building a great community is Jennifer Garibay. She's like more, she's uh, more in like the job seeker realm where she's a recruiter and stuff like that, but also very consistent with both like text and video and just showing up for her community. Anna Romero in like Latino America. She was also linked in top voice. I don't know what year, but recently she shows up multiple times a day. And like there's like every single one that I I could mention off the top of my head are people that show up every day and, and they take their their investment in their content, the time, energy seriously, and they just do it whether they feel like it or not, because you're not going to feel like it every day. Trust me, some days I would just love to like what lay in bed and like lounge around. But I'm like, no, like I have to do this. It's just become part of my routine already. I love it. And and I think I think a lot of things that you do well is like bring up other people, even yeah. if they were not even like people in your community would also like other creators. You don't mm-hmm. like shy 
from like shouting out other creators that are doing very well in this space as well. 100%. I, I call it, um, you know, like in real estate, they say you need other people's money to like build a huge real estate portfolio. It's just, it's called OPM. So I say OPN, other people's network. And it's like something that a lot of people don't realize. Like an artist like Drake, Drake is where he is today, mainly because of his collaborations. Both when he started, he was collaborating with a lot of people bigger than him. So that even when he wasn't creating music, like things like this will be repurposed and it'll be on your podcast. So that's that's something that could be leveraged that now I'm tapping into your fan base, right? And your my fan base is going to know you guys if I repost it and blah, blah, blah. And then another thing that he did incredibly well was once he got big, he would like kind of like scope out up and coming like smaller rappers and then have be featured on their songs to lift them up. And then also the same thing, like he wouldn't be creating music, but even when he wasn't, he was on their songs. So he, he kept top of mind that way. Like his marketing team is just like brilliant. So I tried to like incorporate that kind of style, but like on LinkedIn, like when I got LinkedIn live, everyone was just doing it solo. Like the first thing I did was share my live with people that were like, they weren't getting approved or they had been denied. And I would just like get them on and like start interviewing them and start sharing my live. It wasn't like, I didn't want to be like, Hey, I got live and it's only for me. You know what I mean? I like to do that. It makes people feel good. And then you never know like who that person knows either. Right. So you do, it's reciprocity. You do something for someone and they're more likely to go out of their way or do something for you. And you don't know when that could be. Maybe that could be today or it could be 10 years from now, but it is what it is. Yep. It's a, it's a strong, it's a strong connection. And I think like a lot of it is like, and I think people don't do this very well. It's like, it's not transactional building a network. It's building no, it's a, a connection with someone and building connections with other people. People think it's a tra- transactional thing. Like you do yeah. something for me and I do something for you. It's building like, uh, it's a building a connection and actual like a friendship. It furthers your relationship yeah. and your friendship with that person. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. sometimes for me, it just expands that, man, you are so great to work with. And then, However, long after you invite them into something of your own, it's like, wow, thank you for thinking of me. And it's like, wait, like you thought of me, like this is just something that I feel like is right. It's not, like you said, transactional. It's just necessary. Right. And that's like, I mean, that's a huge mistake that people get and do, right? When they start, because they're just thinking about themselves. So they're thinking about, oh, I need more clients or I need a job. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's why I'm going to network. And if that, like networking is a lifestyle, like I always say, like this isn't something you do. I say start with 90 days because then you could build that habit and it becomes easier. And once you see the results, which are likely to happen within that time frame, then it'll just motivate you to do it more. But until somebody sees those results, it's very hard. It's like, you know, they're doing something for something that they can't see yet, you know, and, and they just have to have that belief. So I think I want to drop something that we should do some right now is I think we should have someone do a 90 day video challenge from like listening to this podcast. And I will That's come and I will come and comment on your post and Shanae will probably come comment on your post too, because yeah, we like bringing people sure. up, but I just tag us in that post and we'll come and help you out. Cause I feel like 
we want to inspire you to start a network as well. So I think. hundred percent. And, and that's like the, I mean, that's the awesome thing, right? Like if they know like, okay, Daniel's going to comment, Emily's going to comment, Shanae's going to comment, like we're here, right? We're going to support you. That should like mitigate whatever fears, you know, you may have to just post a video and just also like LinkedIn as a platform, it's, it's a mostly positive one. It's not like people are going to like be in the comments, like hating on your first video. That's not like the brand that it is. So uh, I think that also helps people on LinkedIn that start, right? Because like they're, it's not going to be Facebook where somebody's going to say something stupid about the way they look or Instagram where mm-hmm. they're also the brand usually is that people are not going to be that way. Maybe once in a while they are, they're the outliers, but usually people are pretty supportive in general. And the feedback is always helpful. Most of the times you're going to pick out something that maybe you didn't see because you're stuck creating this video, but it's like, Hey, I loved X, Y, Z do more of this. And now you have your first kind of feedback opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. And that, I mean, that brings up a great point because sometimes why something succeeds or why a post does so well, it may not be why you think. So that's why getting that, that real contextual feedback is important it may be a completely different reason. So like that Gen Z post that I did, right? I thought it did, I want, I thought it went viral because of Gen Z. But when I started really getting feedback from people, you know, the post ends with like, you know, give somebody an opportunity. When I started looking at all the reshares, it was like older people that were thanking the first person that gave them the opportunity so I didn't realize that, like, especially when I wrote it, I just, I didn't realize that it was going to like trigger, um, how do you say, uh, like, what is that? Rem- remembering or uh, nostalgia that it was mm. going to trigger nostalgia in the, in them, you know, saying like, Hey, thank you. So-and-so you gave me my first chance, blah, blah, blah. I thought it, there was just a bunch of Gen Z people on there and they liked it. So that's another huge thing. Try to get some contacts. If if something does really well, it may not be why you think. Yeah, I think you, I think like what you said, it's digging into feedback and data. And I think like something about marketing is crazy. It's like magic happens and you don't know why magic happens until you dig in. It could be like X, you think X is the reason you're going viral, mm-hmm. but it's Y. Like um, exactly, and that's what happened to me. I was like, "Damn, I'm wrong." Like <laughs> that's not the reason. It's because of nostalgia. But like then it made sense because nostalgia in like when you study copywriting is an extremely powerful emotion. So it's actually one of the most powerful. You know, think about like memories when you're a child, like stuff like that. So then it made sense, but. I, at first, I just thought like it was because a bunch of college kids and recent college grads were like liking and sharing. But when I paid it, when I like dug deeper and saw the shares, like I, then I noticed why. I'm going to ask you one last question and then mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a chance to share anything you want to share. But the question I have is, is what is one takeaway you would give our audience to start today? To start today, mm-hmm. I would say that you don't need the best stuff. So I started with my phone. And until probably three weeks ago, I had only generated all the views and stuff that I've generated with my iPhone. Like I, I didn't even have a camera, didn't have a microphone. Only now am I like getting better equipment because, you know, 
people are expecting now better quality. They want that, right? So I have to listen to my audience, the same thing. I'm still doing it. And like, I've already seen those patterns where people are already asking for that higher level, you know, stuff. But like, for me, you just need your phone. And a lot of people put like these barriers. Oh, I need a camera. I need a script. I need this. And and you don't. You just need to take action and then, you know, pay attention and then continue to do it. Be consistent. Awesome. No, that's that's killer advice. And I, I want to leave it to you to say where people could find you and all that good stuff. Okay, cool. So they could find me on LinkedIn, Shanae Ray, or they could go to growthacademy.global and find me there. I'm a little bit also on Facebook and on YouTube, but you know, the website and LinkedIn are mainly the channels. I would say Shanae's a must follow. I get her content every day. 100%. I, it's inspiring. It, it will it will change your life just following her and just watching her. So mm-hmm. go today, click the follow button if you're not, and then go check out her growth academy. I think if you want to grow, it's, she's the person 100%. to go with. You're a powerful professional, but you're so real that I think anybody at any level is going to enjoy your content. So seriously, thank you so much for sharing everything you know and just who you are. It's real and it's it's inspiring. I appreciate that. And thank you guys for the invitation.